Hey everybody, welcome to the Gars Cast opening episode. I'm Mike, and here with me today I have my good buddy Swithin. He is the uh, the co-host. I'm already fucking up. This is the first episode. Way to fucking go! <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. I've never done a part podcast before, so this is nerve-wracking a little bit. Anyway, uh, how's it going, Swithin? Not too bad. How's it going? Oh, it's been a day. So we want to start off by doing the whole introduction. Uh, this is, like I said, the Gars Cast podcast. Uh, Gars stands for games, anime, and uh, random stuff. And yes, that's S-H in the stuff. Um, <laughs> we'll try to keep our cussing to a minimum, but as you can see, I messed up within the first like five minutes of this, so... Mm-hmm. I've already sworn. Oh yeah. Well, for, messed up in the first minute. I have the I have a timer on my screen right in front of me. <laughs> All right. Hello? All right. So, so like I said, we're we, we're gonna talk about games, anime, other nerd stuff, uh, comic books, and everything. But with this being our very first episode, we want to make this special. We want to talk about our very first games that we actually got into that got us into gaming our first animes the first comics whatever we feel like you know bringing up but we're, we're definitely gonna be talking about our first games and our first animes and then afterwards we'll kind of just go into other firsts that we felt were important to make us who we are today um, I will go ahead and let Squatch begin with uh the game what tell me squatch what game got you into gaming well kind of have a few but uh the main one was star wars episode one the phantom menace oh my god on the one on the ps1 yes oh i remember that one yeah it was a really good one uh i never actually beat it but uh i was also like Maybe six, seven. How far did you get into it? Like, the second mission-ish. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, I I got all the way to beating Darth Maul in that one. Nice. Yeah, that was... That, that game was stressful. And it, th- there was no real, like, instructions on where you were supposed to go, what you were supposed to do, either. No, not really. I did eventually go back to play it and i did finish it but all that yeah at least it's that (laughs) (laughs) oh god uh when did that game come out anyways uh not real sure i'm looking it up right now uh yeah, we've done great. Oh, it came out. Uh, it came out in '99. In North America, uh, September 14th, 1999. That's just before your birthday. Yeah. Um, I also played a lot of like the Pocket Fighter and uh, the first Hot Wheels game that ever come out. Uh, Hot Wheels Turbo Racing. Um, Very nice. I don't think I've ever actually played a Hot Wheels game. The first one was actually really good. Um, I did play a PSP version, and it was okay. It wasn't as good as the original, but it was good. Um, I know I'm really kind of wanting to play the newest one uh hot wheels unleashed that one looks really good um i played a lot of ape escape uh oh god ape escape was oh that game was just like that game was my jam the second one too uh i played a lot of the second one when i was in uh middle school yeah I played a lot of it too, and I had to go back and play the remastered versions of them, and 
Oh. Oh, the re the re-release. Yeah. Yeah, they they gave us the uh, UK version of it where he uh, they used his Japanese name and not the American name that we had. Nice. Yeah, I I picked up that one on the uh, PS4 as well, and uh, yeah, it was just like, what? That that's not was that wasn't his name. Was that his name? I don't remember that. <laughs> it, it was not his name, and the version that we got, uh, like I said. The verse, uh, the re the PS4 re-release was the UK version, so everyone was speaking with a British accent. They called it the monkey soccer, monkey football, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it was a def definitely a really good game. Um, another really good one on PlayStation One was Legend of Dragoon. Oh my God, I actually have that sitting either in on my shelf right now or. Uh, in one of my boxes. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I still have my version somewhere, but uh, I really want them to remaster it and bring it back because I would play the hell out of that. Oh, I would play the hell out of it too. And I keep seeing rumors all over the place about they that they are remastering it, but at the same time, like, the first report I saw on it came out on the worst day to hear about a game like that, which was uh, April 1st. Mm. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, God, you don't want to see a game come out on a, a game report like that come out on April 1st? Unfortunately, that shit happens. Yeah, they definitely need to do that because uh, I would definitely put out at least 60 bucks for that oh dude i would i would throw down the freaking hundred dollars for the special edition yeah. <laughs> um, oh gosh yeah that one i remember when that one came out i didn't actually get it until uh like my ps2 days uh, and if anyone's if, for those of you wondering out there there is a bit of an age difference between me and us within here I'm 33 and you're, what, 26? 27. He's 27. So, yeah, we've got a few years between us. So, we started gaming at two different times, and it was just... It, it's quite night and day between, like, his starting console versus mine. Because what was your starting console? Mine was actually the PlayStation 1. My starting console was the Nintendo Entertainment System. Nice. So, yeah, I started... You started, like... Uh, well, that would be three generations of consoles. Yes. Later. Yeah. It was a little later. <laughs> um, I guess I also played on uh, the Game Boy, but... That was uh, more along the lines of my older brother's console. Yeah, well, the NES was my brother's console, but I played a lot of that as well. Yeah. Um, I didn't. I didn't actually get my first personal console until uh, I was probably like seven or eight, and that was the uh, Super Nintendo Entertainment System, the SNES. Nice. And that was one of those prizes for uh, like like how schools are nowadays, where they, the kids go out and they sell things, and like you get prizes. Well. It was for Little League for me, and my mom at the time, she worked in a business where there was a lot of people just coming and going. Mm. And so she just took the thing to work with her, and uh, when I, we turned it in, I ended up with the with the Super Nintendo. Damn, you guys had really good prizes. Like I said, that was just baseball. That was Little League. Yeah. Well, nowadays, uh, I was looking at the uh, prizes that they give away in the in the school thing and they were giving away a nintendo switch for like the top seller really yeah and then the schools had a personal giveaway of a this like little electric go-kart it was said it was sitting in the lobby of the school i work at for the longest time i've attempted to drive it around the school to see what, it, what it's like but i was like i'm probably too big for this thing yeah, more than likely <laughs> Yeah, I, 
I think the best prize that I ever saw and stuff like that was like a bike. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, a lot of things have changed yeah. in those selling things. I do like how we get into this whole thing, and I know I keep bringing it back to the idea of the podcast, and we just entirely just went off subject. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. That's all right. Well, it, well, like I said, we're discussing our first, and so. Um. Anyways, what what was your first? Oh gosh, like I there was a lot of games I start. Like I said, I grew up with the NES. Uh. My brother got that when I was two years old, and like I'd sit there and watch him play games and whatnot. But the first game that I actually sat down and loved every moment of, and I didn't actually get into any of these games until I started reading, and that would be the very first Final Fantasy game, way back on the NES. Nice. I uh, I had no idea what I was doing in the game. I just knew that I had to go save the princess. And I really liked how the monk looked. I had no idea at the time that uh, the monk was better if you left him unequipped than actually putting a weapon on him. <laughs> and even today, I'm, I'll sit here and I'm just like, oh yeah, Final Fantasy was my earliest memory. It was the first game I ever beat as well. Like, we had Super Mario Brothers, we had all kinds of different games, but, like, I sat down and I played all the way through the original Final Fantasy. Nice. And I, I made the mistake, because in the game you could pick up a item called the Rat Tail, which you take to Bahamut King of Dragons, and he upgrades all your characters into the next their next role, so they all just become a little bit stronger. Well, I wasn't aware of this, and I pl- I managed to find my way through the game. Ooh, excuse me. Um, find my way through the game and beat the game without ever ranking up my characters at all. Really? And it blew so many people's minds. Like, anyone who I actually knew who was aware of the game, who had seen the game to the end, they didn't think you could actually beat the game without doing that. Well, you can. It's just like beating the game with a, nothing but a white mage party. It's possible. Yeah. Yeah, I bet it was harder in hell, though. Oh, I do remember. It was just... It's a struggle. But then again, all the games back then, like on the NES, were just hard. Mm-hmm. Like, I played the original Dragon Warrior, which went... Now it's called Dragon Quest. Mm-hmm. But, uh... Back then, it was Dragon Warrior because there was a game actually called Dragon Quest, and they, so it was copyrighted, it was licensed, so they couldn't play as it, they, or they couldn't use the name, so they, they released it as that. Well, later down the road, they were they released the Dragon Quests, and it's just like, oh, well, where's the first one for this? Well, it's Dragon Warrior, which is another game that was a huge struggle for me. I never actually finished that one. I think I've gotten close. I think I got to, like, the final boss, and I never actually beat the game. Yeah. Yeah, and it just, it was always so much fun just playing all these games growing up, and I played games like Top Gun, which I never made it past the first level in that game, because I was always horrible at landing the, uh, the plane on the aircraft carrier. Yeah. I I found it more enjoyable to just crash the frickin' plane into the ocean. <laughs> I was like, this is the game. This is how the game works. You just crash it. You don't actually survive. There's no end game to this. Yes, yeah, a lot of those uh, flight simulator games are a lot like that. They're about impossible yeah, well, to land things. Oh. But yeah, this, this also, like... Oh, God. This was back in... Like the early 90s. Damn. So it was just like. Oh, when did that game actually come out? It came out in, on, in 1987. Yeah. So this this is an early, early flight simula- simulator game. Yeah. Yeah, those earlier ones are even harder than the newer ones. 
Yeah, at least with the newer ones, it, they give you, like, instructions during the game. Like, okay, this is how you actually land the plane. Yeah. Back then, it was just like, figure it out! Have a good day! Yeah. And, unfortunately, there was no volleyball part in the game, from what I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've not actually seen the movie. I just know there. Everyone always says like, "Oh yeah, Top Gun." There's that volleyball scene. I'm like, <laughs> "Is there? Cool." Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Then when I when I finally got into the Super Nintendo, I got my own console and everything, and uh, it was like Donkey Kong Country was the very first game. Uh, Super Mario uh, World. All those fun stuff. And I like the Donkey Kong Country series. I'm kind of upset mm. that it went the way it did. And it's... Yeah. Like, you don't really see it anymore. There's not hasn't been any Donkey Kong Country games. In, well, there has been a couple. I think there was that one, the Tropic Freeze, that came out on the Switch not long ago, or a few months ago, or a year ago. I don't know. I haven't actually played it. I recently like was watching a video where they're talking about uh, King K. Rule, who was the boss in the first three games he was just under a different name each time yeah. and then after that they uh, and then he was in the n64 version and then after that he was just kind of gone yeah they really kind of took that game out of service unfortunately um yeah i remember playing quite a bit of Donkey Kong um, Mario Brothers was pretty fun too oh Mario Brothers uh, oh god the, the first one it was just like either you, you, you're good at this game or you're bad at this game there was no I'm okay with the, at this game it was just one or the other yeah and it was always it was always different and then of course like Super Mario Brothers 3 it was either you're you're good in the first area. You might be okay in the second area, but you, your whole gameplay style is gonna change as this game goes on. Let me tell you. Oh yeah. Yeah. I it was never really good. I died a lot in those games. So never really got very far. Oh yeah. I and I, again, I absolutely love. The whole thing it's just all these games anymore the, a lot of games nowadays so it's just like oh and i'm not gonna disrespect any games like there are people you're allowed to like fortnite you're allowed to like call of duty i mm. honestly i'm not into fortnite anymore as much as i used to be and then like call of duty so I, i'll play it if as long as i have someone to play with but i won't go play it by myself but i still like i find myself going back always to these older games like on my phone, I have uh, Final Fantasy Tactics, mm. and I play that when I'm on break at work, or I, uh, there's a couple of other games that I play all the time that are just way back then, because I, I just can't, I just like them so much, you know? Yeah, there's nothing like the classics. Um, it's kind of like, uh, the putt-putt uh games on PC I yeah have to go and buy the putt putt games again cuz I used to love playing those games uh they are on Steam yeah i've got one on my wish list i just have to get it <laughs> um yeah uh with me having kids a few years ago uh one of the web uh i picked up the entire humongous game collection mm. for my kids and he played maybe a little bit of one of them and now they're just kind of sitting on my on my steam and i'm like you know what i'm gonna play these because i when i was a kid i loved these games yeah they were just they were just cheap games and they had a lot of entertainment for me oh yeah yeah it was a lot of fun and I remember my grandma used to take me into uh, Costco as a kid, and we'd go through, and we'd and they had these games in there, and she'd grab, we'd grab one, and I'd go and sit on her computer and play it until I beat it. 
which usually took me the weekend. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um. Do you remember a game called Mist? Oh my God! Don't even get me started on Mist. That. Oh. I tried playing that game so many times, but it it confused the hell out of me as to what you were supposed to do in the game. I've. I've uh, I've completed Mist. I've beaten it. It took me so long to do. It was just hours upon hours of horrible Mist. Oh, and then when you get to the end, it's just like those those guys in the book in the books that you you. It's just like, hey, you need to let me out. You need to let me out. Well, it's just like there's three. If I remember correctly, there were three people in books, and two of them, if you let them out, you got stuck in their book, and there was nothing you could do. You had to restart, you reload your save, or restart the game if you didn't save like I did the first three times. Mm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, like, there's a there's a, there's a a third guy, and when you free him, you go, yeah, sure, you get sucked into his book, but he comes back and lets you out after getting rid of the other two. Mm, okay. Yeah, and it was just, like, a matter of getting there, and it's setting everything up. Oh, uh, the mist was mist was enjoyable for what it was. Mm. Uh, another game within that series, uh, I, which I guess we can start going to. What was your first like massively difficult game? <laughs> um, uh, I I was gonna say mist would be my was my first mass, massively mystical mist the difficult game. Mm. I can't talk. I'm I'm stumbling over my words. Uh, Mist was definitely my like first very difficult game that I played, but nothing. I found it to be a, a bit easier, and maybe this is just me because I always struggled with this one. But there's a game series called Atlantis, and there's three of them, mm-hmm. and I found myself struggling with Atlantis two, which uh, I actually do have downloaded on my computer right now too. And I loved the game because it was it wasn't just like, oh yeah, you're going in, you're doing all this. It was you talk to this dude and he's just like, Hey I need you to go to all these places and find these things mm-hmm. and then bring them back. Hmm. And it was just I like I said, it was another one of those point and click adventures where you're solving increasingly difficult puzzles yeah like who would have thought that you know you're supposed to return this guy you're supposed to give this guy his sword Mm -hmm. but in order to give him his sword you have to go up to the book draw into the book and then go and talk to him Mm. yeah Yeah. gotta love them puzzle games puzzles are always fun it's just always just a challenge yes. um, so was mist your first like super difficult game or was there something else mist would definitely be one of my first difficult games um tomb raider uh was also one of my more difficult games mainly because i always fucked around on the uh course at her house trying to finish of course and and did you even play any of the tomb raider games if you didn't lock the butler in the fridge um no i think that was too i think that was tomb raider too but (laughs) you can't call yourself uh uh you can't say you enjoyed tomb raider 2 unless you've locked him into the fridge (laughs) Yeah, which which is a horrible thing if you think about it out loud. But at the same time, it's just like, uh, still. <laughs> yeah, you gotta do that. Little bits of stupid shit, just to enjoy yourself. But uh, yeah. I mean, a lot of my first difficult games were just difficult because I was younger and didn't 
understand that there was like whole games to the games. I just kind of stuck on the one areas and fucked around most of the time. That's about right. Yeah. Uh, there was a game that came out on the NES. Uh, I believe it was Star Tropics. Mm. It w that was an interesting game. And uh, I, I, there's another game that actually has done this as well. I think, yes, right here. Uh, let me make sure it was this. Yep, okay. Star Tropics and Metal Gear Solid both have this mechanic in it. Mm. That uh, it's been so long since I played Metal Gear, my mind is just like, ah, do I remember how to do this? <laughs> uh, but in Star Tropics, in the instructional booklet that you got with the game, mm. at one point in the game, it, you're you're asked to input a code. You've never seen this code throughout the entire game. The code is in one place, and it's in that instructional booklet. Mm. So if you bought the game. And it didn't have that booklet. It didn't have anything with it. You had no idea what the code was. Because back then, the internet was kind of a thing. But it wasn't that big. It wasn't like a household name. It wasn't, you know, oh, hey, I'm going to go home and jump on the internet and go watch YouTube. Mm. This was back before YouTube. Yes. And, that, and I keep dating myself because I was born in 88. So, uh, but... And Metal Gear Solids was the same thing. If you bought just the discs and you needed to call uh, Meryl, you had no idea what her number was because no one ever actually told you it. And her number is on the very back of the case. Mm -hmm. And that's the only time it ever comes up because I remember struggling so hard to figure out what her number was. And I would sit there and I would go through every single individual number because, again – Back when I start, first started playing it, I didn't know about that, and the internet was – it was around. We had the internet in my house, but it was dial-up. Mm -hmm. So it was just like I'm not getting on the internet to just go look for this. It's going to take like five minutes for my computer to boot up anyway. So I'll sit, I would rather just sit here and you know power through this and find her number that way. Um, I am – Oops. Have you ever played Metal Gear? Just out of curiosity. I played bits and pieces of it. I haven't actually played uh, it very much. Well, the fun thing about Metal Gear Solid, and I'm not going too deeply into any games, being this is our first episode, but I'm not going to go too deeply. We're, we will have dedicated ep episodes dedicated to specific games. So even if Squatch is net or Squatch, I called you by your Twitch name. Uh, <laughs> I uh, even if Swithin hasn't played the game, I'm gonna let, give him a, a like a heads up. I'll give him enough time so we can sit down. He can go and kind of see if he can like watch something on it or look read stuff on it. Yes. And same same with me. If I haven't played a game and he wants to talk about a game for a specific episode, then I'll go look up stuff on it and we'll we'll discuss it from there and. You know, all that fun stuff. But, and uh, there's another thing in Metal Gear Solid that I absolutely love that they did. There's a boss fight. Uh, the guy's name is Psycho Mantis. If you have, it, well, at that point, you should. I would hope you have a memory card in your PlayStation. Yeah. You would sit there, and he was just like, he, he would do, say this line. I can't remember what it was off the top of my head. And, but he would follow up by reading what's on your memory card any konami games that you've played hmm. that's kind of cool he would yeah he would sit there and be like oh so you like playing this game i see hmm. and uh he was also an interesting boss fight because during the fight he would uh the, the screen would go black temporarily and it would pop up something in the corner and he, if you kept your, your controller plugged into the first slot he would be able to predict your movements. But if you, when the screen goes black and you switch the controller over to the second spot, he can't predict your movements. Hmm. That's really kind of cool. And, yeah, it, that was a really cool mechanic. And then later in the game, uh, you're getting tortured by... Uh, oh, God. I just played Metal Gear Solid Five, and he's in it, too. And I'm just like, why am I not... Re oh, Revolver Ocelot, that's it. Uh... You're going to get this a lot in this podcast. I will never remember anybody's names 
for the longest time. <laughs> but uh, Revolver Ocelot, he's torturing you. Mm. And he says, before before he starts electrocuting you, that if you use auto-fire, he will know and he will kill you. So if you had the controller with the auto-fire, you couldn't just sit there and hold it down because he would know and it would end the game. Mm. And if you, But if you made it through the to whole torture and everything, you, you could save Meryl and everything. But if you failed, then she dies. And I've never actually seen the completion to that. I've always ended up failing the torture because I get so because it gets so hard as it goes on. Yeah. Not... I have it on PC. I should probably sit down and see if it's easier to play with keyboard and mouse than it was for a controller. Probably is. Yeah, that... You don't see a lot of those mechanics anymore. I mean, most games are just... Same mechanics, basically, for everything. Yeah, well, with the... Like, the current consoles and everything, like, with the controllers, like, I just finished uh, Concrete Genie. I got the Platinum. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it was one of those games where, and, uh, not Dying Light, um, Until Dawn had the same, had the same mechanic where you had, the, uh, the other ones, uh, the, uh, the other games like Until Dawn, I, for some reason my main, uh, Man of Eden, all that, have this, have this mechanic that the controller can sense where you're pointing it. So it's just like have to set it completely still, or you have to move the controller around, and it like does this. Concrete Genie had that mechanic where when you're painting, you had to move the controller to paint. Yeah. Which I thought was cool, and then there's a VR mode, and I don't have a VR for my PlayStation, so that ain't happening. Yeah. Well, I suppose uh, we should probably get on to uh, animes. Yes, uh, let's go ahead and go into anime. Uh, I'll go ahead and kick off this one. Uh, so my my very first anime, and I was about five or six, and I'm never sure if it's one of these two, but I'm gonna pick this one because I have more memory of this than I do the other one, even though I have the other one on DVD as well. Uh, my the anime that actually got me interested in anime altogether, and like I said, it's a horrible thing for a five or six year old to watch, was Akira, mm. or Akira. Just 1988 blood, gore, just horrible things going on. And I'm just like, yeah, this is awesome. Yeah, it's definitely an interesting uh, anime to start on. Yeah, and uh, the other one was not any better. It was uh, Vampire Hunter D. Mm, that was a good one, though. That was a good one. And then, of course, like, after that, like, Vampire Hunter D, I think I've seen, like, four episodes of, and I thought it was cool. Akira, I saw the whole thing. But the only series I think I've ever come close to actually completing... Actually, I have completed. I completed the first three seasons uh, was Tenchi Muyo. Mm, okay. Like, I remember coming home after school every day, turning on Tenchi Muyo, watched the entire series, Tenchi Muyo, Tenchi in Space, Tenchi in Tokyo. All of those was just like, wah! And then, of course, Pokemon, which people call it anime, people don't call it anime. It's, it's close enough. Uh, I, a lot of Pokemon, a lot of Digimon. Uh, it was, it was just... You know, I grew up with all that, and of course Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, but Akira will always hold that special place in my heart. I still listen to the soundtrack every now and then. We just it hit, it hit differently. Mm -hmm. Oh, what about you? Where'd you start at? Well, I started on Digimon, uh, Yu-Gi-Oh, the uh, main ones of my generation. Uh. My parents were a little bit more strict and would not let me watch like the more graphic animes. What's funny is my uh, my parent my mom was really strict about the graphic animes, but when she wasn't home, my older brother was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think the closest thing I got to a graphic anime was Yu Yu Hakusho. 
Yu Yu Hakusho. That was a good one. Um, and then later on, I started watching like Inuyasha and Dragon Ball and Pokemon and stuff like that. Um, nothing too crazy, but they're pretty good animes. Uh, nowadays, we got stuff like uh, Hunter Hunter. Mm. Uh, High School DD, High School of the Dead. Yeah, I like those ones. Yeah, yeah. Of course you like those ones. I can think of a few large round reasons why you like those ones. Oh yeah, I love it. Oh, uh, don't get me wrong. I like a uh, High School DD, and I haven't actually seen Hunter Hunter. Hunter Hunter was a really good one. I enjoyed that. Uh, I'm. I I fell out of anime. I think after Tenchi in Tokyo. Mm. And I came back. I came back way late into the anime game. Uh, by then it was just like everyone was just like, oh, One Piece is in the twenty millionth episode right now, and. Oh God, One Piece. Please don't give me hell. I've seen about 25 episodes of One Piece, and then I stopped because I'm just like, I can't binge this show. <laughs> and then people keep sending... I do have friends who send me like lists of where I can skip and which ones I actually do need to watch. But One Piece is just... It's one of those shows that's gone on forever. Like, Dragon Ball, I felt like, went on for... Dragon Ball Z, I felt like, went on forever. Yeah. But it ended! Yeah, Dragon Ball has ended, uh, One Piece is still going on, and I'm actually one of the people that has watched every single episode. I think I'm maybe, like, five episodes behind. I think you and Black Dog both have, a uh, are all caught up on One Piece, and yeah, I, like, with, like, I came back into anime, like, like I said, I, I ended, I stopped watching anime after uh, Tenchi in Tokyo, and I came back in because uh, one of my friends like suggested Naruto to me, and so I kind of started watching that. But I, it was one of the, it, that was another show that was kind of hit or miss with me. But the anime that brought me back into anime was a beautiful little two manga, six episode show. Called Fooly Cooly. <laughs> oh man, I absolutely love that. I actually used to have that on DVD as well. That show, I just—I don't know what it was about that show. It just like made a lot of sense to me. Just like, oh, he has a black hole in his head or a wormhole in his head, and robots come come crawling out of it. That's awesome. And then, of course, uh, a couple years ago, they made they made two more seasons of it. Uh, pro, uh, FLS, uh, Fully Cooly Progression and Fully Cooly... Oh, God. I can't remember the third one's name now. But uh, I didn't like the third season all that much. I felt it was too kind of uh, mellow. It was just mm. trying to take itself a little like seriously, but not seriously. Yeah. What drew me in on the first season was all the action, mm. which I felt the third season was missing. Yeah, yeah, and a lot of these animes, like the bigger animes like One Piece, Naruto, um, even Dragon Ball, they just have way too much filler. And what well, with, with like Dragon Ball Z, the filler was. Uh, if I remember correctly, they were still writing it as it was f being filmed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and... I don't know. One Piece drove me crazy, and Naruto both. Both of them drove me crazy, because... I'd be watching along, binging these episodes, and then... I get, like, five, six episodes of just... Filler. It's like... I don't want to watch all this filler. I just want to watch the story. Yeah, and that that's something that anime does a lot is 
Oh, hey, uh, so we're just going to give you this episode, and we'll continue the story next time. It's the same with, I feel like, but the fillers are good, but when the fillers just take up way too many episodes mm -hmm. is the problem. Like, sometimes it's just like, oh, there's a lot of, like, stress going on in the show. Like, there's a lot of action going on. It's like, we want our viewers to see something happy, you know. Yeah. Let, let's let's send everyone to the beach. I'm like, oh god, not another beach episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh god. Oh, I I I think there was an anime. Maybe I'm misremembering. I thought there was an anime that was just nothing but beach episodes, and there's one episode where none of them were at the beach. <laughs> I if there's not, that should be an that that should be an anime. It should be just like. It's nothing about beach episodes and the one filler episodes, like, they're not at the beach. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's... It's kind of a problem with a lot of these animes. But I don't mind a little bit of filler, but... Too much just goes way too far. But, uh... I, I do like the animes that kind of go with the uh, whole... Okay, here's the filler episode, but it's not actually deviating from the main story. It's just kind of how they got to there, which I like that a lot more. Yeah, yeah I like that quite a bit. Um, but I wouldn't necessarily call that filler. I mean, it kind of is, but it isn't. It's just more detail. Um, which is fine yeah but but it but it's still just like hey it's kind of touching the main story but it's kind of its own separate like okay so everything that happened in this episode yeah it's gonna lead all back to there but at the same time we're never gonna talk about it again yeah which uh oh god there was a I my I'm drawing blanks because there there's been a few shows that uh have just like they introduce a character and that character's gone for the longest time and then all of a sudden poof that character's back yeah uh fairy tale did that I think um yeah I forgot well any any of Lucy's summons in fairy tale. They would appear, then be gone for, like, several episodes, then they would reappear, and everything's all fine and dandy. Yeah. Which is what I like. I like it when, like, a books and shows go into, like, they introduce a character, and then you don't hear from the character for a few books or a few episodes or like an entire season all of a sudden the next season they're back and they're just like hey i've been doing this because you asked me to yes um yeah <laughs> um yeah mother uh, one blank yeah yeah that's the worst oh let's see uh, Alright, I guess we can move on to our next topic here, which is just our general, like, how we came into being our nerdy selves and whatnot. Uh, kind of, we spent the entire episode talking about our first, like, animes, our first games. Mm. Kind of give everyone an idea who we are. Uh, uh, Swithin and I, we've met... A few years ago, we, we used to work in the same uh, pizza place here and where we live, and that we just kind of like it took a little while for us to kind of click into being friends. Well, not very long; it took us like a month or so. Yeah. Uh, but we just we sit down, we do live streams on uh, Twitch. He's at uh, Squatch2094 on Twitch and YouTube, and I'm at villainry gaming on twitch and youtube and it's been great we get we get together and we have some laughs and we get some we get angry yeah it's been a lot of fun oh, yeah. that um but like 
as for me, like the biggest thing that happened for me growing up wasn't, you know, playing video games because video games as a kid, I wasn't always like the hardcore gamer I am. It used to be I would go out, I would play with my friends, we'd go run the neighborhood, ride bikes and all that stuff. But the thing that started me down my whole I'm a proud nerd, I'm a proud geek, I'm proud whatever you want to call me would be Marvel Comics. Specifically Spider-Man and Venom's comics. I grew up reading Spider-Man, I played the games, I wanted to be Spider-Man, and then I realized how cool Venom was and just like... <laughs> all the symbiotes and I actually have over in uh, I'm getting ready to move my office from uh, the room that I'm in now over to a corner of my living room and over there I have a huge stack of just symbiote comic books mm. I have some symbiote pop figures I have symbiote like all kinds of stuff I was at uh, the store today and I was looking through the the posters and I almost bought the poster that they had there of Venom and Carnage. Mm. Just Venom laying on the ground, Carnage just like standing over him. I'm just like, yes, I need this. But I'm moving over into a corner where I'm going to have a bookshelf behind me and nowhere to hang these posters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Venom and Spider-Man were pretty good series. Um I was a little bit more into, like, Hulk and, uh, Iron Man. Um, mostly because I linked more with those two because I was always a bigger kid and, uh, I was kind of odd just because I was... Quiet and more reserved than basically all my classmates. Um, yeah, I was always kind of, kind of that little nerdy kid. And that that's quite okay, because I, I, I'm right there with you, being with that odd, quiet, nerd kid. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, uh... I mean, I... Still made a few friends here and there. Uh, I think I finally found a uh, group of friends that were real good friends, and I got along with them. They were into a lot of shit that I liked. Um, probably around high school, maybe eighth grade. Um, I'm still talking to them, still hang out with them every once in a while. And then, uh, oh. my newest group of friends now, which is Mike and the group of friends that, uh, he introduced me to. And they're all pretty good people. For the most part. <laughs> They're definitely interesting, that's for sure. Uh, the uh, the group of people I used to hang out with back in middle school and high school, like we're still Facebook friends, but hmm. we don't communicate like we used to. It's just kind of like I left Montana to come out here to Nebraska, and we just kind of fell apart. So we sit there, and like every now and then I'll, I'll hear from them, and it's cool to hear from them and whatnot, but I've have to say like i met the group that we stream with slowly like i used to work with a uh, black dog here in town and he introduced oh he introduced me to well someone else introduced me reintroduced me into him into him and uh we ended up getting like introduced and we started playing games together and then i met grim and then i started the whole live streaming thing at first, it was just me by myself, and then I was talking with a Grim and Black Dog about it, and they're like, "Oh yeah, if you ever want to, you know, have extra people to join in stream with you, we'll do it." And it used to be there wasn't a day that went by where I didn't have my headset on, I wasn't playing with them. But yeah, as time goes on, 
it's it's harder and harder to get like together and or at least for me to be able to put my headset on and be able to play with everyone and i would love to sit down and just play a game with somebody not sit there and be like hey let's stream this hey let's stream that i would i'd like to sit down and actually play a game with people again yeah. just for fun it, it's just so hard to get into and like usually with final fantasy 14 which is the my big mmo right now i have people i play with on there but it's it's one thing to play you know like an mmo but it's another to actually like get together and do something fun that doesn't inc that doesn't have like millions of other people also playing on mm -hmm. yeah that, i kind of really enjoy us playing D D together for that oh D D is such a blast and we will definitely have to do an entire episode on D D and just like discuss what we like and don't like about it and all that other fun stuff just yeah yeah I, and we, uh, I definitely enjoyed D and D um, really glad that you kind of introduced me into it and showed me the <laughs> rings uh, I introduced you to D and D the Star Wars tabletop uh, oh god there's so many other ones that like I've been messing with and like I have a group of friends who are getting ready to play a tabletop called Exalted which is like D and D, but instead of D twenties, we use D tens, and I I've done a little bit of reading into that, but D and D is always will be my home for tabletop games because that's where I started as well, and it's kind of funny that in our personal in our game that we play every Friday, I'm playing a bard because my very first character I ever made was a bard. <laughs> bard kind of fits you though. It does, because it's kind of just that I don't have to think like you do. I just have to know what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, when I uh, get the ability to multi-class, I'm going with the uh, Bardbarian, the Bard Barbarian. <laughs> yeah, I'm really kind of excited for getting the multi-class, because I want to do Bard Druid, or barbarian druid <laughs> oh speaking of like horrible things i've seen in D, &D like those the two pictures i shared when we were doing it last night uh i can't remember the bunny peoples but like the tortle and i'm just like okay that's kind of cool and i was flipping through there's a race of elephant people really? yes i was just like there are 39 race playable races according to the thing i was reading last night and i was just like oh well i'm gonna flip through and see what i can find and I'm just like, you know, I should have gone through this before I made my war my Warforged. But at the same time, it's just wonderful that he's completely in denial that he's a Warforged at all. Yeah. Yeah, we've had a lot of fun screwing with you and yeah, <laughs> screwing with me, screwing with Grim, the freaking DM. <laughs> oh God, that entire playthrough that we had where it was just you and i just the entire time you could tell grim was just like oh god no why <laughs> just just leave stop <laughs> yeah can we and then that question can we make a molotov and you could just hear it in his voice <laughs> <laughs> i really wish we had enough rope to get down there in that little hole <laughs> so we could fight Whatever fucking tree that was. Yeah, that would be that would be a lot of fun. Yeah, but then again, we um, might end up having to create new characters. Yeah. Oh, I'm been sitting here like chatting and trying to go through like all this stuff, and we do have a Twitter. I literally just made it like five minutes before we started recording this. So there is no profile picture. There is no banner. It is something that we are going to have to, like, make. Yeah. And uh, it, it, we'll, get it, we'll get it all set up and everything. So right now our banner and everything is is just not there. Uh, and, I'll, of course, I'll plug it at the end of the podcast. And... Oh, yeah. But 
this is how this is how basically it's always gonna go. We're gonna get on subject and then quickly get off subject somehow and talk about other things and then get right back on the subject somehow. <laughs> uh, but we will definitely be uh, doing like a full episodes of like specific games. Like I honestly and I do think and I'm gonna say this and I I think Legend of Dragoon not only deserves one podcast because or one episode because mm-hmm. that game has so much to it and each disc is its own chapter and everything i think if when when and if we get to the legend of dragoon episode we're gonna have to go through every disc for per episode definitely just to cover all of it and i before we even do that podcast i'm going to pull out my playstation and pop that game in and i'm gonna play it just to get that mm, memory back right back in there mm-hmm. yeah i definitely want to get to it and play it again and then of course like i said we're gonna probably get into games that we both have one of us hasn't played and it's gonna be mostly one of us talking about how much we love the game and all, like what the game's about and all that stuff and our personal fond fondness for it. Yeah. Uh, this episode we really didn't go too deeply into any of the games that we started with. Uh, we just kind of like touched on them because, to be fair, I think a lot of games, a lot of and especially a lot of animes too, they deserve like an episode to themselves. Yeah. And like if, if if it's like a short game like oh it this game only took me 2 hours then yeah we'll probably just touch on it a little bit and whatnot. And of course we're going to have episodes of games we have to have a like a, a specific episode like every now and then just a game that we absolutely hated. Yeah. We'll have to look into that one. Oh, I can think of one right now. Oh man, this game! Like I remember liking it at first, and then I just I finished it, and I felt so wrong about it. <laughs> oh, that was Bullet Witch. Oh yeah. That game just like I I I remember like starting out, I was like, okay, this game's kind of nice. It's not bad. It's not bad. And then by the end of it, I'm just like, this doesn't feel right. I just I don't like this. <laughs> oh. Uh. So anything else you want to touch on before we close out for the day? Uh, I think we pretty much touched on everything. Alright. Well, I want to thank everyone who to come listen to our first episode. Uh, you can follow us at Gars Podcast on Twitter. Uh, we don't have a Facebook page yet. I'm pretty sure Squatch will... Or Squatch. I'm going to keep doing this because I do it to my wife too. I'll sit there and be like, Swithin, and I'll be like, Squatch. <laughs> I switch between two. Um, I you can handle the Facebook end of this whole thing, can't you? Yeah, I can do that. All right, I'll let you handle the Facebook. I'll handle the Twitter. Uh, I don't. We don't have a email yet. I was working on it and I made a mistake, and now I gotta go and fix all that. So, uh, we'll we'll get that up and running pretty soon. And but yeah, you can follow us at guard. Like I said, Garscast on Twitter. Um, I'm pretty sure it'll be Garscast on Facebook. And that's G-A-R-S. Yes, G-A-R-S podcast, or Gars cast, depending on how he puts it. I just have it podcast because I've discovered that there's a song called Gars cast. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, yeah, uh, in the comments, uh, I'm not sure where all we're going to be able to post this. So once I get all the editing done, because I'm going to be doing the editing. Uh, leave a, you know, if there's a comments page, go ahead and leave your comment of what your, what game or what anime got you started and the whole thing. And, uh, depending on where we are, if we have, if there's a rating system, uh, rate us what you thought. And we will definitely be doing more episodes. Uh, this is our first episode. So yeah, we're all, we're both kind of iffy on it. Uh, we're hope I'm hoping anyway, that as we go on, we'll, We'll get better at this. I felt like I've done most of the talking in this episode. <laughs> yeah, you did quite a few, quite a bit. But... Yeah. but that's pretty normal for me. 
you got you got to put your foot down and say I want to say something. <laughs> yeah, here and there. Uh, so yeah, so I I will I, I know I did a lot of the talking and uh, hopefully it gets better about that, but that's how I've always been is I've always done a lot of talking. Anyway, uh, so we hope to uh, hear from you, and we'll catch you all in the next one. Later, guys. Later. The hosts of this episode were Mike and Swithin. Music was by Les FM on from Pixabay. If you like their music, go check them out there. And we will be happily to chat with you all in the next one.